0: This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Maureen McGrath here hosting this program for you this evening, this Easter Sunday evening. If you are hanging over with me to the second hour, lovely to have you if you're just joining me. Also wonderful to have you. And also wonderful always to have Matt here in the studio doing the board op, so he'll take your calls. Well, He'll take them and then I'll speak to you. (laughs) He'll take them so you can talk to me. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Covering uh, what I'm covering in this uh, hour of the program is healthy relationships. So if you have a relationship problem, give me a call. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. These uh, relationship issues often rear their ugly heads on holiday weekends, during the holidays, right? Much more stressful. During the holidays, is pressure to perform, pressure to get the best dinner on the table, invite the right people, alcohol is involved generally, tempers flare, people have no insight, they don't give enough, obviously, they're stuck in the past, so they're suffering with anxiety, uh, sorry, sorry, stuck in the past, they're suffering with depression, S- fearful of the future, they've got anxiety, instead of living in the moment. We'll be living in the moment, that war on drugs. Anyway, do you know that song? (laughs) You don't know that one either? (laughs) The problem is I know the words to every song out there. I don't know why. Rosie O'Donnell did too. And I remember thinking, she got that giant career. I knew all those (laughs) songs. That's how she got started. And she was a shoe model and so was I. Like we had two things in common. I think it was her that was a shoe model. Anyway, she of course uh, soared to incredible heights on the TV anyway. I soared in other ways. (laughs) to incredible heights. So we're also gonna be talking about serial no, it's not even called serial. It's called consensual non monogamy. It's to deal with serial infidelity. No, it's not. But it's just a different way to inject some fun into your relationship. Is your sex life dull? Is it boring? Um is you know you have a, is everything else great aside from that? So you might want to consider this Consensual non monogamy. It's like conscious uncoupling, only you're together instead of apart. But uh, so it's a catchy new term. And it uh, goes hand in hand with the smartress, which, do you know what the smartress is? Yeah, I think we've talked about it before. No, I've never heard of it before. Oh, really? No, do you know what it is? <laughs> if we did talk about it, you didn't learn anything. Apart from maybe. Angling up and vibrating a little bit? No, no, no. Does it keep you cool, maybe? No, 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 no. You're so far off base. No, the Smartress is uh, It's a new app that will actually let you know if there is some uh, there is some If there's action paint, in the bed. If there's action in your bedroom and you're not there. That's the thing. If there's some action going on without you. So what will they think of next? The smartress. Did I call it the smattress? No, I didn't call it the smattress. I the smattress? <laughs> smartress. <laughs> yes, the smarttress will let you know if there's a smattress in your bed. No, that's, that's not even a word in my dictionary. Um, so we're going to be talking about that as well. I am going to finish up at the end of the, uh, of the hour, and I had a couple of emails at the end of the first hour. I've already had a couple of emails. What was the name of the website for the Women's Health Survey? And it's win.ca, W-H-I-N.ca. It's in English and French, so you can complete either one. Uh, and you can you have a chance to win an iPad. So uh, if you do go there, it's important. We need this consumer research. We need to know how these issues have impacted your quality of life, because often these issues happen when you are raising your children uh, and there are conservative measures. You don't always need surgery. So a pessary, for example, is a small medical-grade device that's inserted into your vagina to support your bladder or uterus if it has fallen down. And and because if your bladder is hanging out of your body, it's uncomfortable, may impact your sex life, It may be, you may have sexual pain, uh, you may not be able to sit depending on how far out things are hanging. And, and it can actually lead to depression in a lot of people because it really impacts their activities of daily living and their quality of life so a pessary you know that's another small device that's not covered by uh, pharmacare and people don't realize that until they need one the good news is is that it's not that expensive you know it'll cost you between 50 and 100 dollars and it lasts for two to five years you have to be fitted for one i fit a lot of women with these devices or women who have uh, leakage of urine after having a baby they jump on the trampoline and leak urine or cough or sneeze and leak urine, there, there are pessaries for um, for women with stress ur- straight stress urinary incontinence as well. And also, there's medications. If you have uterine fibroids, no more do you have to go straight for surgery or just suffer until you get to have your surgery. And there's 2,700 women in the province currently waiting for uterine surgery. There's a medication called Fibristol and it actually will help to uh, control the bleeding, decrease the pain. You can have um, bloating type of symptoms. You can have vaginal bleeding, which is not a pleasant subject, I know, Um, pain, discomfort, and, uh, you know, it may impact your ability to work or care for your children, or you may need additional child care because if you're going to have surgery. But, you know, there is something that will help to minimize the um, bleeding and the pain so that you can actually plan your surgery a little bit better and actually maybe be healthier uh, when you actually have your surgery so there's a lot of benefits to conservative measures I, I notice that a lot of the doctors that I'm working with are actually going a little bit more toward conservative measures so that's very helpful I do want to give uh, we are going to talk about that smarters don't don't worry everybody um, everybody's downloading that one uh-huh. <laughs> right you just now. had to give it a quick look up wouldn't that be like you're in the middle of a meeting and then all of a sudden you just get this like bing you know your bed is rocking <laughs> and you are not there that would really set things asunder um but you know that it's 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 past the checking the iPhones or checking the computers and the emails every every guy that comes in and tells me he's been caught have, cheating or going online or whatever. It's like, and so how did you get caught? Like, like no pass. I'm like, the guy before you, <laughs> he didn't have a password. And he's like, yeah, I didn't have a password either. Like, no guys put passwords on their phones. Women do, but men don't. But, the, the, but there has to be trust in the relationship, too. And if you're actually checking your wife's or your husband's smartphone, there's a reason. You know, you've had other signs. And so they've actually gone, they've been, down that bunny hole for a while now um, it, this is nothing new so but anyway trust is key in a relationship and, and trust comes into play in consensual non-monogamy and there are many different types but I did want to give a little shout out to uh, Kamloops LGBTQ2 community uh, who is actually offering STI testing which I think is fantastic I met a guy at a party recently and he was newly divorced and he said, you know, I didn't know about this STD thing. Of course, they're like, this is the sexpert. And if you have any <laughs> if you have any questions for her. Um, and so he said, you know, I didn't know. Under- we started talking about STIs. I don't know why. But anyway, then he said, I didn't know what this STD thing was. So I went to my doctor, you know, and the guy's like 48 years old. And he said, I went to my doctor and said, you know, what's this STD thing? I'm like you didn't know about STDs? He's like, no. Well, he said, well, I didn't know that's what they were called. When I was told that gonorrhea, syphilis, those are STDs, I'm like, oh, yeah, I know about those. So I'm like, okay, it's people like you that keep me employed. Uh, but anyway, not a lot of people understand about STIs, so, and not a lot of people are willing to come forward and have STI testing, and it's so important. It's always better to treat something early rather than later. So... Camloops uh, STI community, is, uh, not it's, no, is that an STI community? Camloops um, LGBTQ community is having uh, an event, a run, I believe it is, and they are um, going to be giving free STI testing. And I do believe that we should be doing that uh, for you know everybody. There should be events around that. We need to actually destigmatize this. And um, it's actually the Kamloops Pride Parade is is um, who is putting this on, and they're going to be offering. And it's called prick. I love that. Uh, any any <laughs> you can say prick when you're talking about like a pin prick or or an event that. Uh, is hosting an STI testing event. So they're endeavoring to remove the barriers that sometimes prevent people within the LGBTQ2 community from opening up to healthcare professionals because they're afraid they're going to be judged or uh, they haven't come out to their friends or their family. And so there's going to be a safe, inclusive space for people to take charge of their sexual health. And I think this is really Important. So um, that is going to be happening on April 19th at the Kamloops United Church from 6 to 9 p.m. And nurses from the Interior Health are going to be on site to administer those screenings. So head on up there um, and uh, get some testing done because it can only make your life better or put your mind at ease. And it's always great to have peace in the mind. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show. It's Maureen McGrath hosting this program for you. Life is hard. You know, there's so much to do. We've got to be on Facebook. We are addicted to our phones. We are addicted to Netflix. We are doing it all and never doing it. We're uh, at work longer and longer. We are afraid we're going to lose our jobs if we don't stay there. And then also maybe we're not being as productive because perhaps people are on, on Facebook or on LinkedIn or Twitter at work. Uh, everybody's got to show what a fabulous life that they're leading, but are they really? That's the question. Uh, and, you know, we're in relationships for a long time. And for many reasons, people are feeling compelled to remain in relationships, even if they are not happy, because so much else comes into play. Finances, in-laws, the community, the club you belong to, uh, your membership at the Yacht Club, uh, friends. So what is really the most important thing? And this particular study two studies, actually, that came together piqued my attention. It's, it's from Harvard University which is in Cambridge, Massachusetts, uh, for over 75 years. There are two studies, the Grant study and the Glueck study, and they have tracked the physical and emotional well-being of two populations. So they looked at 456 poor men growing up in Boston from 1939 to 2014. That was the Grant study. And they also looked at 268 male graduates from Harvard's classes of 1939 to 1944. And that was the Gluick study. Because there was such a protracted period of time for research, there were multiple researchers and multiple generations of researchers. They they looked at blood samples. They conducted brain scans once those became available. They did questionnaires, quality of life questionnaires, and also they spoke to these men as well to compile to compile their findings. And the conclusion. Is that one thing surpassed everything else. Now, you might think that having the biggest boat in the neighborhood is the best thing, or having the biggest car, or having the best car, or the newest car, or having your children at the best universities, or at the best Montessori schools. Uh, perhaps you are beating out your neighbors on whatever, um, trying to seek happiness, trying to find happiness. It's all exterior it's all false. It doesn't matter. You can't take any of it with you. Uh, it's but we think we we seek this and we try and find this. We want to have the most likes on Facebook. How many shares? I joke about my TEDx talk, um, but I got to admit I check it. <laughs> but is it taking me away from other important things? Um, but so we're constantly. You go into a restaurant. I mean, I wanted to take a photograph one time. Recently, like this week, I was in a restaurant and there were like five couples. They were all on their phones. None of them were speaking to other. That's the way of the world. I actually think the new communication is not going to be verbal, which is going to be really uh, rough for me. Someone like me who likes to talk, who can talk nonstop, <laughs> uh, not when I'm sleeping. That's the only time I'm not talking. But uh, this is the communication is changing and it's actually impacting our lives And the most important life. So what do you think was the most important message that rang loud and clear in this 75-year study from Harvard? Do you have any guess, Matt? No guess. See? We're clueless. (laughs) You're not clueless. Um, Good relationships keep us happier and healthier, period. And I think that's really important. I think people tend to forget that. So it's not how much money you've amassed. It's not how many conferences you've spoken at or how many keynote speakers you've been. It's not how many followers you have on LinkedIn. It's not how many somebody I ran into a friend recently and she said, I get so creeped out when I see people checking my my profile on LinkedIn. And I'm like, I'm like, cool. Who's checking my profile? Why are they checking my profile? I always have this optimistic, well, maybe they want me to come down to the Today Show talk about sex. <laughs> no, they don't. Anyway, I don't get too disappointed. But, uh, you know, it's, um, it's how you look at life as well. And also people who are lonely increases vascular resistance, elevates your blood pressure, more likely to have health decline and die earlier. It's not the number of friends you have, and it's not whether you are in a committed relationship. But one thing I want to say about if you are in a committed relationship, you you do not want to do things that turn your partner off. That's really important. That's why it's important if you struggle, if you have issues, you, that you're not pushing that person that you love away. So you don't have to be in a committed relationship. It's the quality of your close relationships that matter. So if you have a whole bunch of great girlfriends or you have a whole bunch of bromances going on um, in, there's no perfect relationship either. There's no perfect romantic relationships. They do not exist. So forget that uh, there's ups and downs in any relationship, especially a long-term relationship, but uh, you you know, a good a sign of a good relationship or the quality of a relationship is how much vulnerability exists. You know, when you hear somebody say to you, I didn't want to disappoint you. It's just like, oh, you know, you care about me. You, 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 you're bothered by what I think that's really important. And so there's, there's depth in a relationship, how safe you feel sharing with somebody else, not being protective, keeping your, uh, you know, showing your anger and keeping your vulnerability at bay. So you want to actually be able to relax and be seen for who you truly are. And, uh, you know, so, According to George Volant, the Harvard psychiatrist who directed the study from 1972 to 2004, there are two foundational elements to this study. One is love, and the way, the other is finding a way of coping with life that does not push love away. And I think that is the key finding here. You want to be able to, if you've found love and you undergo a trauma like losing a parent or losing a child and or you know having a medical condition, you want to... You want to be able to cope. You want to have good strategies. You want to be able to deal with it in a way because we all have troubles that doesn't push love away. And this is a very good reminder to prioritize not only connection but your capacity to process your emotions and your stress. I am Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Maureen McGrath here, hosting this show for you. Always my pleasure. Thank you for being here with me this evening. Thanks for uh, staying for the entire run if that's uh, <laughs> what you've been doing and you want to learn a little bit about sex. I do learn from you as well, and I love your emails. You can always call me 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. You probably think it's sacrilegious to call me on Easter Sunday. But there's, you might have a health question or relationship question that you can certainly ask ask me about. Um, remember, it's not how much money you have at the end of your life. It is the relationship that you have. It's the ability to fall on somebody and lean on somebody when there are times of trouble that will help your heart rate decrease and your nervous system remain calmer. So, having a good, healthy relationship, but it takes work. I had a patient in my office this week, and I said, oh, you've lost weight. And she said, yes, she had. She'd lost about 25 or 30 pounds. And she said, you know, she'd been married about maybe 10 years, and she had three children. And she said after the children, she'd gained about 50 pounds. And her husband told her he was no longer attracted to her. I mean, that takes courage on both parts. Otherwise, their marriage was, dare I say, perfect. Uh, But it was good in every other way. They had a lot of fun together. They entertained quite a bit. uh, And they were generally quite happy. And she said she, you know, she was initially angry with her husband for not loving her for all of who she was. and, And then she realized that she wasn't. This is the part I like the best, is that she wasn't happy with herself. She noticed that her clothes weren't fitting her. She didn't feel good in pictures. She wasn't moving as quickly as before. She wasn't able to exercise like she had always done. She was getting more winded, and she was stress eating, emotional eating. And who doesn't emotionally eat? So she had to become very mindful, and and over the year, she lost about 50 pounds. And and, uh, she said, you know, the sex life is a little bit better. Could be better as well, but there's other things that they might have to do. We're going to be talking about consensual non-monogamy uh, shortly after your emails. Uh, not to say that that's the next step necessarily, but um, but a lot of people are engaging in that. Uh, but I did want to read some of your emails. And of course, that TED Talk that I did on the No Sex, Marriage, Masturbating, Cheating, Loneliness, and Shame Uh, you know, I think it touched a chord with uh, two and a half million people approximately, like 2.34, something like that. Um, But it, it touched a lot of people and a lot of people email me. I get emails and I do Skype consults around the world. I am in clinical practice. For those of you who... Used to go to my old website and just see, like, me with a microphone in my hand there. I've updated the website back to the bedroom to show you just what I deal with. I'm like, why are people asking me if I'm in clinical practice? They think I'm doing media all week long. But no, I see patients all week long. All night long. You said you hadn't heard me sing in a while, Matt. (laughs) Now I won't stop. (laughs) Anyway, if all night long isn't happening for you, well, you've come to the right place. (laughs) Uh, So anyway, here's the first email. Maureen, just finished watching your excellent no-sex marriage TEDx Stanley Park talk. Everything you said resonated with me. I've been with my husband for 12 years. We have sex twice a year. I feel so guilty, and I've been beating myself up about it since we got together. We've tried to talk about it without success, and yes, he watches porn online, and yes, I feel shame. And that's all she wrote. So is there a reason that there's no sex happening in the marriage? Of course, he's going to go to the porn online and other things, chronic masturbation, infidelity. Uh, There are other things that he's probably going to seek out, Uh, so that's no surprise. Um, Feeling ashamed about it? Absolutely. You're living a secret. You're living a bit of a lie, and that's associated with feeling shame. And talking about it without success, well, it's, you know, I kind of grow up and uh, I don't mean that. But, uh, you know, you got to come to the table and put the problem on the table. What is the issue? You can never deal with a problem unless you know what the problem is. And feeling guilty is a wasted emotion, but guilt leads to shame. So, unfortunately, I've been given such limited amount of information that with that email, it's difficult for me to actually comment on it. But all I can say there is Figure out what your problem is. There is help out there. There are medical doctors, nurse practitioners, sex therapists, psychologists, counselors. There's even me. You can email me or you can, you know, uh, I mean, you can, you know, you can make an appointment if you want. I'm not trying to push that. That's why I try and give information on this program. But that's the best advice there. Figure out what your problem is. And listen, if it's excess weight and he's not attracted to you like the previous woman, accept it you know you can't you know you, you fall in love with somebody at a at a young age perhaps or at a time when they decided to get in shape maybe they lost 50 pounds then they were going to the gym and they looked fantastic and you fall, fall in love but they're actually you know they were a closet chip and chip eating beer drinking guy and then all of a sudden you marry them or you're with them in a relationship and it's like Oh, well, I really wasn't attracted to that, Paunch. You know, I, I really didn't know that you were a lazy sloth. I thought you were this athletic, you know, because we we often uh, put out a false persona to the world. So whatever that is, but staying in shape, being healthy, exercising, eating properly, cutting down on the alcohol. I've said it once. I've said it a thousand times. Uh, I don't mean to say it's no fun. You're just going to actually have a better life because you're going to be happier it doesn't mean you can't drink. It just means you got to look at how much alcohol you're consuming. And then the whole pot thing, that's going to actually impact relationships. We're going to be going on for a long time about that, Matt, um, because that will impact uh, relationships as well. But I don't think really think people who didn't smoke pot before are going to start smoking pot. But anyway another segment. Here's another email for you. Hello, Maureen. I found you, quote unquote, at a link from the Galactic Connection, and I was thrilled by your presentation touching all those private subjects which should be open for discussion anytime, anywhere. Well, I'm not so sure about that. But religious constipation is a very dangerous dis-ease. I suffer from erectile dysfunction and will be in contact with some botanical folks in the Panama to find info re a natural remedy for my situation. Thanks for your great show. Well, good luck finding the natural remedy in the Panama. (laughs) It just seems so out there for me when there are some, so many conservative measures. Again, if you look at the problem, you look and, and if it's advancing age and arthrosclerosis or, um, something that is impeding your blood flow, you know, there are still things you can do, uh, so, look at what the cause of your erectile dysfunction is. Is it the paunch? Is it the inactivity? Is it the poor blood flow? Is it the woe is me? Is it the pot? Is it the the alcohol? Is it the stress? Is it the unresolved conflict in your relationship um and and you know, natural remedies mm. It's not going to work as as well as, I mean, there's a couple of things that there's some science behind, but it's not going to work as well as a healthy life will. Uh, so somebody else um, driving during your April 9th CKNW show, I missed which January 2017 J-O-F-M, <laughs> no, issue in the name of the orally transmitted Infection. I was talking about HPV, human papilloma virus, responsible for a lot of head and neck and throat cancers and cervical cancer as well. And it's in the JAMA, J A M A issue 2017. You can find the full study there. Uh, hi Maureen, I just finished watching a series of TED talks related to sex, and yours was one of them. I enjoyed it so much. I shared it with one of my friends. She actually suggested that I should get in touch with you because I've been on a fury of watching TED Talks regarding sex because I myself am in a sexless marriage. I've been married to my spouse for six years, and in that time, we've had sex less than 10 times, and all of those times were over five years ago. The last time we had sex resulted in us having a child who's now four years old, great kid, and we did want to have children. I was pretty complacent about not having sex for a long time, but I've recently been seeking counseling. And I thought I would ask your opinion, but it's basically, I've also been having conversations with friends. I'm feeling compelled to seek answers and potential solutions to the sex troubles in my marriage instead of suppressing them. I'm not sure if you're the right person to get in touch with or if this is your thing. Yes, it is my thing. What are you thinking? (laughs) Why don't people think this is my thing? I'm the one who did the TED talk. But anyway, I digress. Um, there are many, uh, with every couple, there are many details involved, but instead of spamming you with them all in this first correspondence, I thought I'd get a feel of if, if this was something you could help with and where we would go from this initial email. We've never had counseling before together, and we are generally a very good and happy couple. The sex issue is pri- is the primary reason for my getting in touch with you. I also want to mention that my wife does have clinical depression, and while I'm not sure how much of the sex issue is related to that or not. She's been on and off medication over the last several years. Either being on or off medication seems to have no effect on the sex aspect of the relationship. No sex drive for her, regardless of being on or off the medication. You can get low sexual desire from being on medication. You can get low sexual desire from having clinical depression. So it is a good idea to get, seek some counseling some understanding at least so that you know how to deal with the problem. I am Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Maureen McGrath here hosting this program for you. Thanks for all your emails, sextalk at cknw.com. You can always go to my website, backtothebedroom.ca. Have a look at it. The, uh, the consumer research study is up uh, at win.ca, uh, the other website I have, where I'm the executive director of the Women's Health Initiative network, a national not-for-profit organization to raise awareness about women's health issues such as uterine health, bladder health, sexual health, and vaginal health. And uh, so complete the survey and you may have a chance to win an iPad. So that's going to be up for a couple of weeks. So win.ca. Now we're going to switch it over to something else. Uh, One of the Ten Commandments, since it is Easter, and I, one of the Ten Commandments, I am Catholic. (laughs) Thou shall not commit adultery. Thou shall not covet thy neighbor's wife. Um, Yet, a lot of people have difficulty maintaining that. And infidelity is uniformly condemned. It is expected that people remain monogamous. Very few people will find it acceptable to have many partners or even one other partner in a committed relationship or to have a few partners along the way or to just take a few side trips, uh, which happens. The uh, There is a sex researcher and out of the University of New Brunswick, Lucia O'Sullivan, she says that the amazing paradox about this is that there are high... Rates of infidelity. So, in a 2015 study published in the Journal of Sex Research, O'Sullivan and her coordinator, her uh, co investigators, found that 20, sorry, sorry, um, 30 to 75% of men and 20 to 68% of women in the Western world have experienced some sort of infidelity. The problem is how do we define infidelity? The numbers are so broad because of that, because we define it differently and it, therefore it is reported differently. So for some, and the most common reason probably, is sexual intercourse. So that's the one. For others, uh, there's emotional cheating. and But some people don't seem to be too bothered by that emotional cheating. Whereas people can be very intimate with what I call internet humans, people they may not know online, yet they say some fairly intimate correspondence between the two. For others, it could be watching pornography or maybe even having a celebrity crush. That can be considered infidelity. I think people feel badly when they say, you know, oh my gosh, he's so hot. Or, you know, when you say that in front of your lover, that might make them feel badly. But the number of infidelities committed through standard sexual intercourse, according to this research, was very high. And they, they felt that when the reason for this was we're not naturally inclined to practice monogamy, Our, It's hard for a lot of people. It's very difficult. For men, the underlying evolutionary calculus of polygamy is clear. It's a possibility for a larger number of offspring, and therefore enhanced evolutionary fitness. For women, for women, the reasoning is more nuanced. They have a chance of having better genes for the children, and also better. Resources to help raise those children, and also social advancement. Climbing that social ladder. Uh, so, you know, some sex researchers and philosophers and uh, biologists suggest that it's better off if you are the 20th wife of a wealthy man versus the only wife of a poor man. Some people say you can just as easily fall in love with a wealthy man as you can, a poor one. (laughs) In fact, it seems to be a lot easier to fall in love with the poor ones. But anyway, um, so this one partner structure has its difficulty. It's certainly been around for a long time. People who have cheated are shamed. People who cheat feel tremendous guilt. Uh, We also have, uh, that can lead to sex addiction as well. Uh, it can be related to that. There are issues around people not having sex in their marriage, and that definitely will uh, lead to. Or there's a risk. It m- may not definitely lead to, but it, there's a high risk that if someone is not someone who desires sex in a relationship is not having sex in the relationship, then or not having satisfying sex in the relationship or perhaps you're not taking care of yourself, and so therefore they're thinking about somebody else or whatever, or they're just finding that it's just all too much because you haven't learned how to deal with your emotions and your stress, and it's a big turnoff, then they may go outside of the relationship. In the 70s, swinging and partner swapping was popular, and I actually think it's really popular today as well. There are lifestyle clubs today also. Those are wildly popular So many people go to those parties. Um, So we wonder, is consensual non-monogamy, non-monogamous heterosexual relationships, uh, are they the wave of the future? Is that something you want to consider in your relationship? Uh, Is it, you know, we... We went away from the swinging in the 70s because then the the AIDS crisis happened in the 80s. And so people pushed back. They pulled back and they weren't as um, sexually promiscuous, shall we say. Or um, they w- were leaning a little bit more toward monogamy because of fear. But it's, you know, things come full cycle. And so here we are. Is this something? And what is... What is consensual non-monogamy? Is it going together to um, a place where you may want to swap your partner? Is it going together and playing with another couple? Monogamy is realistic as long as you know there. You know there could be some slip-ups along the way. It doesn't mean the end of the marriage. I think it uh, happens more commonly. It happens to people. They described to me that they never expected somebody to just come along the way that they were attracted to. And it was at a boring time in their life or a time when they were having troubles or whatever. But there are many different forms of non-monogamy. These are conversations you need to have with your partner because just in case it happens anyway, you need to know also the boundaries that you um you know, the boundaries you will have in a relationship, you need to establish those, you know, what is considered cheating? What is not considered cheating? What are you okay with your partner doing? Viewing porn, masturbating? Um, What are you not okay with your partner doing? So you've got to decide whether trying consensual non-monogamy is right for you. It includes polyamory, the ability to have sexual and emotional relationships with others. Is it going into it together? Uh, so it's a kind of a non-exclusivity. You might attend those play parties. You might swap partners. As I said, you might date other people or, and, or have a sex partner. Some people just have a sex partner anyway. Well, but unfortunately we cannot continue this little conversation because we are coming to the end of the program. Uh, you can go to my website, back to the bedroom ca follow me on twitter at back the number two the bedroom i'm on instagram as maureen mcgrath remember when you stumble on this gravel road of life make it part of your dance have a happy easter and a sexually healthy week i am maureen mcgrath signing off matt thanks so much for a great job tonight as always see you next week thanks for listening everybody vancouver's news vancouver's talk this is news talk 980 cknw